special daytime edition. We start in Hoboken in a classic battle of Hamilton between Hurton for a curtain and Team Troy. In a highly anticipated quarterback battle, Josh Allen work and no play made Zach a dull boy, while the moon hit Troy's eye like a big pizza pie. Dax Amore as the Dallas quarterback gave Flood the early edge. However, Ron Dale Earnhardt Moore crashed and burned, giving Troy a rare negative performance, keeping Kurt alive late into the evening. But this comeback would fall short as Jarrett Kate McKinnon ghost busted just like the rest of Kurt's lineup, giving Troy his seventh win and a potential playoff berth? Huh? Troy 107, Kurt 89. Fumbling and Next up, Muller heads out west in a potential must-win matchup versus Team Trav. Much like me in high school, Delarosa has really been struggling to score lately, as even his superstar kicker went gunno for two on extra points. Meanwhile, Muller's Christian IBM Watson scored 21 points on Thursday, essentially calling checkmate on this game before it even started. Trav finally got a touchdown from a wide receiver, so here's to you, Allen Robinson. Travis loves you more than you will know, but his score's still low. As Tom's season lives on, Tom 107, Travis 60. Ooh. Next, Wells heads up to Hoboken for a showdown with former Westgate roommate Husser. Tom's entire team totally stunk, aside from its starting quarterback Joe Dirt Burrow who when asked about his team's performance says, You gotta keep on keeping on, life's a garden, dig it. Meanwhile, Wells had no time to divulge on David Spade classics, as he was focused on finding Debo Samuel, who finally showed up for the first time in a week, scoring P. Sherman 22 Wallaby Way Sydney points, giving Zach an outside shot at the playoffs. Wells 151, Bird 78. Next up, the Sandstorm heads down to Florham Park to face off with Mike and the Prockets. Jamal Williams-Turner scored 24 pieces of Aztec gold, seemingly putting Brock in the dead man's chest early. However, Mike fought back as Najini in the bottle. Harris finally rubbed Brock the right way, scoring 27 points. The performance paired with 24 from Green T. Higgins gave Brock a lead that he surely couldn't piss away, right? Wrong, as Steve's pair of San Francisco men pounded each other. Uh, I mean... Brock, scoring 50 points, turning this one into a screamer. Uh, I, I mean a laugher. Sandstorm 164, Brock 128. Whoop whoop! Next, Corey heads to Nutley to take on first place Rasp, trying to keep his dreams of a three-peat alive. Rasp welcomed Keenan Thompson-Allen back to his lineup, but his pseudo-season debut wasn't all that after all. Travis Barker, Kelsey tattooed the Chargers for three TDs, helping the team put up a respectable score. But in the end, Team Corey prepared an epic feast of a week, delivering us the highest score of the season with Jonathan Taylor ham, egg, and cheeses, Jacoby smoked brissette, and Tony Pollard greens, reminding us to be the first to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. Corey 188, Rasp 128. As always, we finish up in North Jersey where Poe takes on me in the most highly anticipated matchup in the history of this shitty podcast. In a touching tribute to the World Cup in Qatar, these two teams refused to put up any points in what was easily the most pathetic display of the season. 
Kadarius Tony Scott made me want to jump off a bridge as he gave me yet another zero-point performance, and Kyle Armpits stunk as usual. But Poe did just enough as Justin Herbert Reynolds, 19 points, ended this boogie nightmare of a game. Poe 79, me 65. Ooh. And that's week uh, 11. Yeah, that was a terrible, terrible <laughs> matchup between us this week. You know, yeah, it, it was as bad as I could have ever expected. Um, I Frankenstein the lineup. I, I was hyped with Mariota initially. I was like, okay, got the right quarterback. We're cooking. And then, like, my good guys even dudded. So, I guess just get it all out of the way now. And then hopefully I can wrap up, like, or go six straight probably to win the championship so we'll see how that goes but yeah definitely sucky and a major missed opportunity when your opponent scores 79 and you lose it's just like yeah yeah i and <laughs> dude the worst thing about it is like i feel like every week seemingly i have like somebody go off for 30 that i could have played in my flex but i just keep believing in garrett wilson and he fucked me over this week and then Mixon going down, Saquon getting stuffed, you know? Yeah. I kind of just had, like, a recipe for this. But, like, we both needed this win. It, it's honestly, like, touching that uh, it was such a bad matchup. Like, one of the worst of the year by far. Probably one of the single worst, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> Granted that we do this and everything. And, yeah, frustration on my part, too. Like, me believing in Kadarius Tony after one good game is just beautiful poetic justice honestly. yeah and then he gets well, the zero burger <laughs> and i could have just started pickings and won but now that now that the trade deadline's over we talk about it, you could have had melvin gordon starting for you and then dropped the next week yeah and then i mean that wouldn't have i've i've lost by 14 i don't think gordon yeah. scored 14 so i honestly was watching I, I i wasn't even watching the cardinals game i was watching our score because i was like if i watch this Hopkins will definitely cover. Nah, and he yeah. came pretty close. He was like, doing he came well, pretty close. I think it was a blowout in the second half. He was on pace in the first half to definitely bring yeah. him back. And I was like, if he catches a touchdown, I'm losing. Yeah, I, I wasn't... If it got closer, I was going to pop it on in the second half, but I saw that it seems like the starters were out. Like, I don't even think Colt McCoy finished the game. Yeah, that. I feel like if they would have played the starters the whole game, you might have been able to cover. Because he was, like, yeah. honestly playing well. It's what it is, but... Now, now I got to get hot here. I got Troy this yeah. week. I can get back to six and six, probably back in the playoffs, and then probably two big games at the end. Um, we'll see though, because Troy seemingly keeps winning as well. He just keeps yeah, Troy is definitely a wagon so far. He just keeps finding a way. And then the only the last thing I guess before we get into it, um, the Chargers need to fire fire Brandon Staley. Like I'm so sick of this guy. Like. I said in the group chat, I was like, this fourth and inches that they're punting on right here, like, they're idiots for not going for it. Mm -hmm. And, like, last year, he used to go for it on, like, fourth and eight in his on his own 30. So, like, what happened that he's now just become, like, the biggest pussy ever? I don't ever see him going for it, like, in big spots anymore. And it's just like, I'm sure you agree, but, like, you don't want to punt against the Chiefs, especially when it's an easily convertible fourth yeah. down. And then Justin Herbert this year is, like, literally, like... I guess it's because he's got, like, no, I, I don't know. Is his offensive line bad? Like, well, he's without uh, Slater, which doesn't help. 
I mean, so yeah, right it's tackle, just, but he was like, he looks crowd. fine. He looks fine for like 90% of the game. And then like, they put him in such terrible positions at the end where like, I can guarantee every week I get a minus two at the end of a Chargers game because he just throws an interception every time. Yeah, I mean, he. this was his first game, really, with his weapons, like Keenan Allen actually in there the whole time. Mike Williams was back, so I I think it was a promising performance. They're not going to play the yeah. Chargers, like, fantasy-wise for you as far as Herbert goes, but yeah, I, the Chargers will just always Charger, like, they're, yeah, they're the, the darlings of every July, and then... Exactly. And then this happens, so... And then the only other bit, this is, like, breaking news, we're recording at, like, 12 o'clock on Wednesday... Uh, Zach Wilson has just been benched for Mike White. Thank God. Which thank God. That just happened so fast. Like <laughs> the Jets were it, it about had to, to win have, the division. It had to have and been the, the... Now it's now it's Zach Wilson's a bust and the sky's falling. It's just crazy. How... I think he had ample opportunity to prove yeah, he was a no. guy so far. And I feel like this year he just hasn't proven it and it's funny because I think this is like the first time where I actually feel as a fan, like if you meme a quarterback enough, like the team will be forced to bench him because like he was just getting memed by every reporter in in like the news cycle this week. Like everything was about Zach Wilson not taking accountability. I mean, I think the memes loss. were because he didn't take accountability and like that oh, locker yeah, room yeah. stuff was seemingly legit. So And you think Salah isn't like scrolling Reddit and is like, damn, I'm getting toasted. I don't right think Salah's scrolling Reddit. <laughs> I will answer your question. I think he probably just saw everyone pissed off and I'm like, I don't know. You think he's he's a defensive coach anyway? You think he's not? This doesn't piss him off more than anyone. If anything, he's a Reddit commenter versus just a lurker. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, I, I, I am very much looking forward to Zach Wilson not playing for them because I think the Jets have one of the better teams in the NFL in terms of their a defense roster might be the best. Yeah, like in terms of roster talent, I think they have one of the better teams in the NFL. Like definitely in the top like ten, I would say. Their offense so is I think just they, banged up. If they have Brees yeah. and uh, Vera Tucker, then I well, Brees was hiding Zach Wilson's then. issues. You know, Brees Hall was hiding Zach Wilson's issues. Yeah, I mean, when you hit home runs, running, you don't have to do as much passing. But exactly, yeah, uh, we'll we'll get into the impact of all the the Jet players as we go through the matchups. But yeah, yeah we just could do kind that. of a hot topic that I wanted to talk to you about. Absolutely. So speaking about that, what? matchup do you want to start out with let's do muller and curtis we have muller at five and six it's tough with all these what are we kind of saying like do you are we counting seven wins as you can get in with muller i'm not sure i think everybody i think seven wins is not guaranteed it's not guaranteed i think some 17 seven wins will get in and then some if your points aren't high yeah i think seven's the minimum at this point oh yeah 100 percent. so muller's still in playoff contention yeah still in playoff contention and then kurt at seven and four he's sputtering a little bit and i mean he doesn't have the eighth win so he's not like clinched clinched yet but if he wins any of these three he's in not a super easy matchup i'd say just looking at it this week uh no let's start with Mueller. definitely let's start not with Mueller. Easy. he needs the win and yeah right now he's got brady at quarterback against cleveland i, I don't think hate that's it fine yeah i think that's fine cousins gave him like two points last week and then new england defense seems to be eating everyone so i think brady is the obvious start here 
Yeah, I would not want to start Cousins this week, especially after last week's performance. Yeah, I think Brady is probably the better choice, especially because Cleveland hasn't been that great on defense this year. They have had some good performances versus quarterbacks. I just think that, at least based on the last time I seen the Bucks, right? Because they they had a pretty good showing last time, and then they had their their buy, right? So I think based on what I saw last time for the Bucks, I think this is a good spot for Brady. I think Evans Brady stack will be pretty good for him this year. And then running backs, McCaffrey is an auto start against the Saints, especially. I think that's a that's a nice day waiting to happen. And then his running back to conundrum of Pacheco or Zeke against the Giants on Thanksgiving. What are you thinking there? Or even Rashad White. Um, he's also coming off a bye. He might just not want to have the entire Bucks team potentially, but what would you do with that RB2 position? Uh, first of all, obviously McCaffrey is a smash start. I think he's, I think honestly, just looking at it right now, I'd probably start Zeke over Pacheco because even though Pacheco yeah. like kind of made himself the guy last year, last week, I'm just not convinced that Kansas City is like committed to running the ball, you know. So if I think he's only going to get ten to twelve touches, I-, I lean Zeke just because I think Zeke has a much better chance of ending up in the end zone this week. Yeah, I think Dallas is going to throw it on us as well with an absolutely depleted secondary. But it, it seems like Zeke's never not scored against us. Like, <laughs> I, I can't remember the last time I haven't seen that fucking Ewok-looking piece of shit feeding yeah, himself. Yeah, I, I think he. I definitely think he's got a better chance of ending up in the end zone. He'll jump in the so Salvation Army him. bucket and ruin my day. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I like Zeke, I'd say just less risk pacheco is getting a lot of carries and i can see them going up big against the rams and just kind of running it in the second half but i'd still probably just ride with zeke as the safer option if i were him yeah i i think so and i just want to touch on mccaffrey i'm i hate that elijah mitchell is like getting as many touches as him like, Did it happen I don't again last week, though? Was that, I yeah, guess. yeah. Elijah Mitchell had more carries than him. Huh. I guess it's because they were dunking on the Cardinals, and maybe they didn't feel like they need to overuse it's kind of the McCaffrey. the second week in a row they've dunked on like as a load, and... As a load management thing, so maybe that's the case the last two weeks. But Still seven catches. That's huge out of the running back like no one else is getting that really yeah yeah it's just like you wish he was doing like he did against the rams where he had like 40 points but i guess it's maybe just out of necessity i i would i guess basically i'm tempering my expectations mccaffrey this week because i think they're gonna kill new orleans so yeah and it's like i, I don't seen necessarily his floor think he, in these murder games it's still pretty he's still decent. fine mm-hmm. yeah he's still gonna hit his projection but it just sucks because I think Mueller this week needs like a 30-plus point performance out of him. So, that, you know, just talking about it because I was annoyed that McCaffrey's getting like less touches than uh, Mitchell. Yeah. And then receivers, we got Evans, McLaurin, Christian Watson in the flex. Uh, we kind of already touched on Evans, I guess, with the Cleveland secondary. And Brady stack, I, I think you got to keep riding that out as long, especially if you're playing Brady. Leave Evans in there if he gets you the touchdown. That's nice there. 
McLaurin against Atlanta, I imagine that's great. They're still riding with Heineke, so that's good for him. And then Atlanta, not a great pass defense, as we've kind of seen. Um, anything on those yeah. two before going to Watson? I, li- I love the Mike Evans-Brady stack. I-, I feel like every week wide receivers do pretty well against the Browns, uh, depending upon what the team wants to do. I, I don't think Tampa Bay's offensive line is going to have a crazy amount of success running the ball. Like Maybe maybe if Rashad White pops off. Um, I'm just kind of leaning on, I think, that this is going to be a pass-heavy game for the Bucks. So I like Evans in this spot, and then McLaurin's my boom of the week because I just think that the Commanders have looked so good, and Atlanta's pass defense is absolutely dreadful. So I'm expecting him to just go the fuck off this week. Yeah, I I like, honestly, the entire lineup once he has Zeke in because Christian Watson against Philly as well. I know Philly tougher defense, but Watson's been good. He's just been scoring touchdowns, so... And Philadelphia's pass defense has gotten kind of diced up the last few weeks. Their so. defense in general has shown it's mortal, I'd say. And yeah. Then, even if you expect Philly to win the game, which I do, I, I don't see a reason why Christian Watson can't have a nice, like, 15 out of your flex, which is ideal, you know? Yeah, I don't think there's anybody in his flex I would start over Christian Watson. The only one who I would probably consider would be Rashad White, but I think he's probably, like you said, he doesn't want to go over, over bucks. Over bucks, yeah, like too many of them. Yeah, agreed. And overall, yeah, I I like this lineup a lot. 49ers D against New Orleans could be like a double-digit scorer. I I think Muller is in a good position for an upset, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. But let's go over to Curtis and see how realistic that is. Um, Josh Allen at Detroit on Thanksgiving. This could be a massive game, I assume. Yeah. This could be a nice 30-burger. Don't really see how he'll be stopped. We saw how they performed in a dome last week, which they rarely have the opportunity to do. And then they're in the same building, just ready to stomp a bad defense. Yeah, uh, he didn't really have a crazy good game last week, but the Bills didn't really kind of need it. So I I think it's a good spot for him. The only thing I will say is Detroit looked pretty good last week on defense. Um, I think it was. But I think it was just how bad our (laughs) offense was, to be honest with you. Yeah, go ahead. I, I would lean that Josh Allen's probably going to go off because he's able to run in the last two weeks. Like, even though Detroit's defense has played better over the last five weeks, Daniel Jones and Justin Fields, like, had a lot of success, like, running the ball. So that's the only thing I would say. And Josh Allen's probably, I don't know, Thanksgiving, staying there in Detroit, it should be a pretty big game for him. Then DeAndre Swift kind of... He's just not going to get the the carries. It seems they were even giving a third running back a lot of touches against us. Some guy like 42. yeah, they were giving Justin Jackson carries. Yeah, so I mean, DeAndre Swift is just seemingly not going to be RB one material the rest of the way here, which is pretty crazy to say after the first couple weeks he had. Yeah, looking I, at I the would lineup, say he's still got to play him. I'd say. I would say he's definitely in the lineup. Uh, the only other thing I'd add is he's definitely my bust of the week this week because Detroit did a really um, 
they did like a really good job last week of running the ball, but it was really because like we literally coughed the ball up to them two times on our side of the field. Mm-hmm. And Jamal Williams is clearly the guy that they want at the goal line situations. Like I I just don't think that he's going to have a good game against Buffalo, especially because Buffalo just did a really good job of bottling up Chubb. Yeah. If anything, he'll get some passing production and that's really what you have to hope for. If you're Curtis. Exactly. But, yeah. Yeah. Let's move to Ramondre. I think against smash Minnesota, play. big play. You'd say, yeah, smash play. He's just been, he's quietly the RB nine on the season right now. After yeah. like a really slow start to the season, the first two weeks, he's just been automatic. Like he's just so good out of the backfield. Like even last week where they only scored three points on offense, he was able to put up fourteen points for fantasy. Mm-hmm. He's kind of absorbed like the James White role in new england on top of actually being good behind center and like running out of the backfield you know like james white was more of a gadget player i think stevenson does more of what damian harris does good on the ground but he also has the athleticism to get the ball of the backfield so yeah he's a smash play against minnesota this week yeah he's definitely been a saving grace for kurt this exactly year. um credit for him credit to him for probably a late round find there uh yeah another weird thing it seems like He's got a ton of players going on Thursday, so we'll see a nice high number from him. A lot of people are. A lot yeah. of people are. So it's a lot of like games with fantasy players on them, you know, like Bills, etc. Yeah, <laughs> I realized that point was actually pretty bad because I was like Giants, ooh, Patriots, ooh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> Lions. But regardless, um, yeah, Ramondre Stevenson, good play. Jamar Chase expected to play. That's pretty recent news. I saw the sleeper notification, uh, honestly, while I was doing boomers. So if he's healthy or if he's playing, you, you got to pop him in. He's been struggling out of the receiver position. So if he's playing, I, I think you if he's going, him, even he's if there's healthy, a snap you know? limit. Yeah, yeah. Even if there's a snap limit, like you got to play him just because of how much ceiling there is there. And plus Tennessee sucks against wide receiver this year. They've been getting absolutely diced up over the air. Christian Watson diced them up. I think even Corlin Sutton had a pretty good game against them. And then Kansas City that one week absolutely destroyed them. Like pretty much all year, it's been an automatic 35 points from the wide receiver position against Tennessee. If this guy's out there, he's going to. I like his chance to score a touchdown better yeah. than anybody he's got on this bench. Burrow's thrown four a week at this point, so I, I don't yeah. see how one of those doesn't go to and Chase. And Burrow loves – you know Burrow's going to want to get him involved, like get, yeah. get his like morale up after being out for a few weeks. No doubt. A.J. Brown back-to-back bad weeks. Do you expect that to continue against the Packers, or do you think he kind of gets back in the swing of things here? I thought he was going to get back into the swing of things last week. Just a um, weird game for Philly. They kind of yeah. just let the Colts almost beat them, honestly, barring like a late touchdown drive. That being I, I don't said, know why he's not getting involved early like he kind of yeah. was for the first two months of the year. I don't know. It was a weird two weeks for the Eagles. I, I would say he gets back on track this week, though. Like, I, I don't think the Packers against wide receivers, it's a little inflated. Like, last week, Traylon Burks absolutely daddy-dicked them. So, I think A.J. Brown should have a good game if his counterpart in Traylon Burks, who's, like, his identical copy... They were literally traded for each other. Yeah, they literally drafted A.J. Brown again. 
So yeah, I, I think he's fine this week. I, I just I don't know what to make of it. Like if Philly has another bad week on offense, then I guess I would be a little concerned. Yeah, I don't think it's concern necessarily, especially with Chase back. Like it was just bad timing for Kurt when he needed to lean on AJ yeah. Brown as the wide receiver one with Chase out, but I mean that's as good of a number two as you're gonna get. So I, I think it's a perfectly good start and then yeah, yeah. I I don't really love a lot of the dudes on his bench, so it's like these are the obvious choices. I don't think there's a ton to think about, and then we can finish off with DK against Vegas. Another, it's like no brainer. You got to pop them in. These are your stars. Time. Yeah, to go, I'm starting you know? Lockett. I'm starting Lockett in another league, and I'm just expecting that Seattle's gonna shit on the Raiders. I just think their receivers and Geno Smith are too good for this defense and the Raiders have just been absolutely pitiful all year. So yeah, I think Metcalf is a great start at flex and I, I would definitely expect him to return 16 or more for him this week. All right. And then, so I, I think we expect a lot out of both these teams this week going through the lineups, no real holes or major holes. Who are you going to pick? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mueller. I feel like I feel like his team is a little bit under projector right now because I'm expecting Brady to have a pretty good game, as well as Terry McLaurin to have a huge game. I think Watson, if he scores again this week, then he's gonna be like one of the best waiver wire pickups of the year because it seems like he's getting Rodgers' trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I just think looking at the projections for Mueller, they're a little bit under. So I'm going to take him in this spot. I, I think that Curtis had some pretty disappointing finishes from like Swift, AJ Brown lately, and I'm worried about Shamar Chase having a snap count limit. I'll go with Muller as well, I think. I, I think he's got to pop Zeke in for yes. my Yes, this is based trust. on him putting in Zeke, yep. But, yeah, I, I kind of like what Muller's putting out there. I like I like the receivers. I like the running backs. Um yeah, I I think it's I think it's overall good. It it'll be a good game though. I think this should be a nice matchup and then Yeah, I do think it'll be a high scoring matchup for sure. Yeah, and then it'll get real muddy. If Muller wins it's six and six and then Kurt's seven and five and then yeah, the, the whole league's gonna be like six and six and seven and five, it seems like mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. But yeah. Let's move to Wells v Travis. I guess start with Wells. We'll talk about his lineup. He has the opportunity to run the table and potentially get in at 7-7. Seven and seven. Not going to be easy. I don't think his points are super high because he kind of just lagged for the entire middle of the year. Obviously, if he rips off the five or six in a row, he'll probably have a decent point total. And it seems like his guys are starting to get going. So, I mean, all he can do is just put out a nice lineup and hope for the best. Should be able to yeah. win this week without even really looking at it. But I'll just go down the line here. Uh, we got Mahomes against the Rams. Massive play. No-brainer. He's been super hot. And the Rams have been super bad. Anything else there? No, I think Mahomes is, is going to go the fuck off again this week. He's definitely leading the race for the MVP at this point in the season. So I don't see any reason why he wouldn't continue doing so. And then, interesting one with Montgomery, whose proje- uh, his production was obviously up without uh, Khalil Herbert, and the other dude, fucking Ebner, like, was a non-factor, so just even more volume from Montgomery, but tough matchup against the Jets. Yeah, Defense. I think the Jets are going to be juiced up, too. 
is there anything on if Fields is potentially not playing? Like is they that said, a he should be good or, to go. Okay. No, they said he should be good to go. Because I was gonna say, if it's a backup quarterback, like they're just gonna have to keep running the ball. But Fields, I don't know. I I, I don't expect a ton from Montgomery. I, I maybe consider another running back. I'm not sure. I'd have to look at the lineup. Yeah, maybe not. Unless you want to do like Mostert against Houston instead. I, don't I think, I think that. Yeah, I think you have to play Montgomery just because he's going to get like 17 to 20 touches. So he has a good chance, I think, of potentially finding his way in the end zone if they get to the goal line. Because, you know, yeah, the Jets' defense has been really good, but, you know, Chicago's offense has been pretty good the last few yeah. weeks. So Agreed. I, I definitely think he, he should be fine. Then Cordero against Washington. Cordero, obviously, the big kickoff return. Um, he ran it efficiently as well. It just is a share. Like, Algier does limit his uh, carries. He had 10, two catches, had a fumble as well. Um, what do you expect kind of there? And is it enough of a question I would honestly, to do Mostert? I would probably play Mostert over Cordero Patterson just because, like you said, like, one, he's his upside is being limited by Algier. Like, yeah, he had the kickoff return touchdown last week, but I'm not so sure. I love that he's splitting touches. Yeah, without that, two, he's at six points. You know. Yeah, and two, Washington's defense, like the last few weeks, has played much better, and they're getting Chase Young back. So, I, I kind of have Cordero Patterson if he stays in the lineup. He's probably going to be my bust of the week this week for Wells. Yeah, I mean, Chase Young doesn't necessarily play the run super well. He just kind of goes for the home run, uh, tackle for loss versus, like, an edge setter. But, yeah, yeah Washington stops Damian Pierce super bad. Like, he got fucking powerbombed at one point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know if Cordero Patterson, also just like your straight-line runner, is the formula to really beat that front. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think that you probably put Mostert in there because Mostert's playing, you know, a much easier defense. Much in Houston. easier defense and probably more volume. I exactly. So exactly. That's kind of my thought process. And as it well. could be Wells. Maybe Wells hasn't set his lineup yet. No, but yeah, I think I, Mostert's I'm... definitely in there over him. Yeah, definitely operating under the assumption that a lot of these lineups aren't set potentially. Um, they maybe should get on it, though, because it's like the Thursday, 12 o'clock. Yeah. That will creep up on you. But, yeah, let's do receivers. Devontae, probably the hottest receiver in the league right now against Seattle. Auto start. Obviously, Seattle pass defense, pretty good this year. But you're not benching Devontae under any circumstance right now. Yeah, and I'm expecting the Raiders to just be behind most of this game. Throwing. So... He's probably going to get more than enough volume to have a huge start this week. And also, the Seahawks have been pretty good against receivers, but they did get gashed the last two times they were out by Tampa Bay and Arizona. So, you know, just food for thought, like, what have they done lately? They haven't been as good against actually good receiver matchups the last few weeks. Noted, noted. And then Debo, a nice bounce-back performance. I mean, bounce-back from, like, his entire first half here. I expect it to continue against New Orleans. I don't really see why they would be able to stop him. Yeah, I think he's a great play as long as he like stays around that 10 targets that he got last week. And then the one thing that he got last week that really made his day was like he actually got used out of the backfield, which I was kind of low on him, thinking that McCaffrey was going to take a lot of that work from him. So 
it was good to see him actually be involved back there. The thing with the Niners, it's like if they could just continue this stretch of just like if they're scoring 38 points a week, like it doesn't really matter yeah. if anyone's eating into anyone's volume. It's just there's enough the Niners, to go around. Like their offense yeah. is just ticking right now. The Niners are getting healthy at the right time. Yeah. And I would say right now, like me and Husser talked about it the other day as a sidebar. We talked about it the other day, like we were rating the top five teams and Husser, you know him, has like all of his gambling stats of how they're power rated. And the Niners are like the fourth best team, according to Vegas. too. So I I think they're going to be great the rest of the year. So, yeah, I I would love to have shares of their offense moving forward. And Sanders and the flex disappointing last week against the Colts. I think he had like five points, five points the week prior as well. Um, Yeah. It's kind of how it always was with him. It's like touchdown dependency. It's like he gets the 50 yards, catcher two, and then if he scores, then it's a nice week. If not, it leaves a little bit to be desired. I don't know if there's another great option um, on the bench, really. Like We saw what happened when he went with Robert Woods previously. I mean, 100% Mostert should be in the lineup over one of these guys, Cordero or Sanders. And then do you like who would be the odd man out would you say like i would say cordero just because i like standards opportunity to land in the end zone more basically yeah fair enough i i think i probably agree i i wish there was another receiver i'd say on the bench but yeah i i think i would go with sanders as well and then swap most for patterson personally and yeah. then that's kind of my favorite version of the lineup but Overall, pretty strong. The the receivers and Mahomes just obviously make it scary, and then he's got some RBs that get some burn, you know? So I think a nice lineup this week out of Wells. Yeah, I agree. So, so let's move to Travis, who is really, really limping to the finish line here. Yeah, I, I, don't know the, yeah, I don't know if the um, standings playoff percentage is accurate, but... It does give him a zero. I I think it's just it, if it takes into account like certain teams. I don't have think to get anybody wins. else can get to nine losses either. Yeah, so I I think that's, I think Wells can and, and well, other like, teams can get to nine, can. but it's just like can six teams get to nine as the yeah the thing. So yeah, so recipes to Travis. Good season. Um, I think you gotta not play softball while you're drafting next year, but. Yeah, um, Lamar against Jacksonville should be a nice ga- should be a nice game though. Potentially, it, it, it's going to be the yeah. same conversation we always have. It's like can Lamar Alvin can Lamar Camara <laughs> carry clear who win? But uh, Lamar of late hasn't been putting up those new yeah. performances. He's really just been kind of a you know like sitting around like fifteen plus points, which is like. You don't draft Lamar wanting that out of him. He's kind of been like Justin Herbert the last six weeks. So I think this is a really good spot for him against Jacksonville, especially after, you know, they got shit on by Kansas City right before the bye. So he should be a pretty good play. Uh, I just don't know. You know, I can't say for sure he's going to hit the 20.8 points this week. Like he might be around there. So I think the definitive advantage is Wells at the quarterback position still this week. 
And then Kamara against San Fran and Fournette against Cleveland. I, I like both of these, honestly. We kind of both like the Bucks in general against Cleveland. Um, as far I do as... I do like Fournette this week. I, I think he's going to have a big week because he's been complaining. I think they're going to kind of feed him. Coming off the bye week, he got injured. He was doing well against Seattle before he got injured. So he has the bye, got that extra time to rest. He's actually going to be my boom of the week this week for Travis because I think if Travis is going to win, like he needs these running backs to go the fuck off, and I think Fournette's in a good spot this week. And then Kamara San Fran. I, I don't really know if the big week from Kamara is going to happen against this defense no. when he's pretty much struggled for the it. past month. Yeah, I think they really need. I, I was hoping that Andy Dalton was going to throw more to Kamara. Uh, if you remember a few weeks ago, I had this whole spiel about how Jameis doesn't throw to his running backs. He just chucks it downfield. Uh, Andy Dalton's just been doing the same thing and throwing interceptions and throwing pick sixes. I don't know why they're not starting Jameis, but yeah. Did you hear Jameis <laughs> say it hurts his soul that he's not playing. Yeah, just yeah, it's a, ridiculous. A but I hate Kamara in the spot. I, I just think that San Francisco is going to absolutely shit on the Saints, so they'll probably get away from running the ball pretty early. Yeah, it, it just like, seems like every Kamara team and like every league I'm in has just had like a rough go of it. Because yeah, because he was a like, top yeah. end pick and he's just been. A dud. And the much weird thing is, it wasn't week. the suspension that ended up doing him in because it's like he slipped a little bit because it's like, oh, is he going to get suspended for five games? It's like he's played yeah. the whole time and it's just been the Saints Dude, are just kind of broken. Can you believe that he has? So, so listen to this. This is going to sound ridiculous. He has three TDs on the season, Billy, three total, and they all came in one game against Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, he's RB14 literally because of that game, essentially. Other than that, he's been like pretty much. He had like a good four week stretch, and other than that, he's been like Najee Harris, kind of. He's been better than Najee Harris. He's still been better than Najee Harris (laughs) because at least he won one week for Travis. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, you still got to play him. I mean, you're not. Cam Akers, I guess it's going to be more of his backfield without Henderson. And then, yeah, I, no, I, I think you Ky- still it's go. Kyron, it's Kyron Williams. Oh, I know. Like, I know you're waiting for this that. For weeks. Let's do receivers. Uh, Jacoby and Adam Thielen playing each other in the Minnesota-New England game. Just two kind of like wide receiver twos, to yeah. put it nicely. Jacoby yeah, has shown a little more, but he's slowed down of week uh, of late rather. And then Thielen also slowing. Down. I mean, that was just a disaster of a game for the Vikings. So I don't know how much stock you can put in the four points because I mean Jefferson had like six. So yeah, but then again, his ceiling is going to be like twelve anyways, right? Correct. Like twelve to fifteen. So and I mean, going against Wells's guys whose ceilings like thirty five, it's it's scary. Yeah, just looking at like kind of the waiver wire too. There's literally nobody I would want to start over these guys either. To be honest with you, like, yeah, I mean the way it seems like the waiver wire has been thinner than ever this year. Like normally you can kind of find a receiver that can get you ten in like a pinch, but I don't know. I would have spent the money on Traylon Burks. Like, I guess you had opportunities to make moves this week. Like, I would have spent the money on Traylon Burks to get him. Uh, the only other thing is maybe Julio Jones is a good play. Uh, I, I expect Tampa Bay to win, so maybe Julio is like a. Is Julio know, out there? I think he drafted Julio too. 
Yeah, he is out there. He's been on everyone's team too. So we'll yeah. see. I think he does listen pretty early on, so maybe maybe he pops yeah. in. But Hawkinson, Minnesota, whatever, tight end. And then Allen Robinson against Kansas City. He's he showed a little bit of promise without Cup. Um, but is Stafford yeah. gonna play or no? I don't think so. He was in the concussion protocol going into the game. And got cleared, and then he got a concussion in the game. So yeah, I mean, poor Trav. It's with, like the Rams and his fantasy team just doubled. Hey, at least they won the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, I would. I would I trade would it all. Deal with. I would trade it all for a Super Bowl. I mean, this is so. a this is a normal Giants season that he's exactly. Had, and he yeah, got exactly. a Super Bowl, so we normally yeah. get this for free. Yeah, he. I feel like he's just Allen Robinson's going to have to, you know targeted it's just i don't think there's really a ceiling there so it's like another like wide receiver two basically or wide receiver three so wells keeps marching gets to five and seven stays alive yeah you think? yeah I, i'm taking wells this week in this yeah i think so too let's move to husser v steve start with steve yeah two against houston should be a home run uh we kind of we we missed the Dolphins last week, you know, so they were like everyone's favorite offense to watch, or at least one of yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> um, against a nice soft defense. Well, you were you were missing them without Tyreek. Correct, <laughs> but I'm just saying in general. <laughs> yeah. Um, against Houston, I think this is a home run. He's probably going to be one of the top three quarterbacks, I'd say, at least from what we've gone through so far. I'd say besides like, yeah. Josh Allen, I think this is, or maybe Mahomes as well, but. To a, I think, smash play. Yeah, I would just preface it by saying don't pay attention to the Houston's defense against quarterbacks ranking because they're just so bad against the run that it's like kind of just like they don't really need to get thrown on. Like, yeah, at least the first half they'll get thrown on, but yeah, and then it goes to Wells' boy Mostert. But yeah, yeah. I, I think to a no brainer. Um, yeah, great. Play. Everyone, any Dolphins you got that are playing Houston, just go, go, go. Yep. Eckler and Aaron Jones at running back. Eckler's got Arizona. Should be good. Aaron Jones, Philly, a little scary. Aaron Jones, just the Jekyll and Hyde kind of character of the year so far. Do you expect good, bad, or something in between out of him? Uh, I expect bad out of Aaron Jones. Bad. He's gonna. I'm going to follow it up again with another bust for him. I just, <laughs> it's just last the week, same guys every listen, week. I, I know. It's just I hate, I hate it, but... Last week, like, yeah, he had 14 points, but, like, they, he literally looked terrible. Yeah. Like, he had six receptions for 20 yards, 12 carries for 40 yards. So, on 18 touches, he had 60 yards. Like, it, it's just terrible. Like, I don't care that he put up 14 points for fantasy. It was an absolute bust play. Like, he's a bum. So, I'm going again this week. I think Philly's defense is really good. Uh, and I think, you know, they look better last week against the run. Uh, I know that Jonathan Taylor had a touchdown, but, you know, for the most part, they did a pretty good job of stopping the run with Nadamik and Sue. So I think he'll be good. And then Eckler, it's just like, he's the best running back in football right now. So not not necessarily in the NFL, but for fantasy, fantasy he's the best. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he's going to be a great play. And Arizona is just, ugh, I, I might want to, I might start watching the Hard Knocks just because I want to see them ripping apart at the seams. Because I was so low on Arizona coming into the year, it's just great to see them doing terrible. Yeah, I like the idea of Hard Knocks during season, but it's just like, I just don't care. Like, I, I, I want to watch it in, like, spring or something when I miss football, but it's also, like, 
why am I watching a six and eleven documentary? <laughs> yeah, know? I know. So I yep. don't know. But um, yeah, uh, I like Eckler. Let's look at the other running backs. Is there anyone you'd pop in? Um, I mean Jamal Williams. I think you he's playing. He has him in the flex right now, but. Is there, if you put Jamal Williams, say, in the RB2, is there another running back or receiver that you like on the bench? I know it sounds crazy to say this. You're going to say um, Slayton? I would consider him. Yeah, I think he's Ugh. definitely a consideration. I just think that it's, there's no one for us, Billy, and he's... Yeah, but... I know this sounds crazy, but did you see the ratings of wide receivers that Darius Slayton is the number seven best rated wide receiver on the year. I mean, he's been playing really well. Like, it's yeah. nothing against Slayton, and like, he is the only one. But just because you're just the only one doesn't mean you're gonna go against. This is gonna be a tough matchup. Like, I don't think Neil will be back. I don't think Bellinger will be back. Gates will start They're his just first not... game of the year at center. The guards have been bad. Like, I don't think we're gonna have much of a run. And then. We've seen for years the formula when we're passing the entire game. It's like, yes, Slayton might have some, but does he score a touchdown? Like, I don't know about that. I, th- I like his chances to get to 15. I, so, I can see him having like five for like 65, but yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't confidently play him over over Aaron Jones. It's just yeah, that would be the only person I would consider basically. So let's go through the receivers then. Michael Pittman against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh defense, like, the Bengals gave him shit in the second half, but I, I truly expect them to kind of turn it up a little bit here um, down the stretch. And Minka came back from, like, an appendectomy in, like, a day, which is just crazy. <laughs> Not super yeah. advisable. But Pittman, I, I don't think this is a super easy matchup for him by any means. He obviously, he's better with Ryan, but... Um, uh, I'd be a little nervous about a potential Pittman bust week. I don't think he's going to have a gigantic week, but I also think it's just because the Colts are going to run the ball as much as humanly possible. And I just don't think he's going to get a ton of opportunities against yeah. Pittsburgh. We'll see. I mean, he's still, he's still a fine play as like a wide receiver too. I would more so say Christian Kirk is probably like if if I was starting Pittman as my wide receiver too, I think he's a fine play. He basically is. I mean, it. it's just the order yeah. of what he clicked. But if yeah, you got that's... Kirk against Baltimore, I, Kirk's been unbelievable. There's no yeah. really other way, no other word to say. Um, yeah, that's why I think it's completely fine uh, that that he's starting Pittman and Kirk. I, I like his wide receivers this week. And then Kittle had a nice day too, so we'll see if the kind of the San Francisco machine can keep churning just points for everybody. Um, and then I think Kittle, they just like were like, "Hey, we could do whatever we want this week." Yeah, let's get. Kittle I think going. he's he's better than pretty much anybody else you can get a tight end though, like 100%. just because his feeling is there. So yeah, I think Kittle's a is a good play, and then Jamal Williams is a great play too. I I, I know Buffalo has been had a pretty good defense, but. It just seems like they use Jamal Williams so much that he's just a great flex start start or wide or running back to start, you know, for you. Yeah. And looking at the options, it's like Deontay Johnson, eh. Mooney had it Mooney's looked good, but we're both a little afraid of going against the Jets defense. And then yeah. Yeah, is Slayton really I think Slayton really is the only question mark on the That's uh, the only the person bench I, there. I, I think you're right. 
Yeah. So I think for the most part, though, like it. Gun to my head, I would put Aaron Jones in over Slate. Yeah, I'm not losing on a Giants player dotting on Thanksgiving. Exactly. So overall, good lineup. I'd say I I like the two a lot, and then just pretty consistency, consistent down the down the line there. So let's go over to Husser. He also has a quarterback playing well, Joe Burrow against Tennessee. I expect his good play to continue. I don't know if we'll necessarily match Tua, but I mean, same kind of players. Like, they just score four touchdowns a week and don't even really depend on too much rushing, but just good weapons, favorable matchups. Should be a big score. I, I actually do. I'm going to have my, my as my boom of the week. I do think he's going to have a sizable too. gap wow. on Tua this week just because I do expect Miami to get a, a lead early and kind of run the ball down their throat with most certain Jeff Wilson. So, yeah, I think Burrow is going to have a huge game and i especially think he's going to try and get jamar chase involved so you know we'll see i think jamar chase doesn't play a, a ton of snaps but i think burrow is like kind of coming into form the last few weeks and the Bengals have really looked like one of the better teams in the last few weeks yeah the, the Bengals are doing exactly what they did last year they kind of middled out and then if they can get hot now like like, I, I agree with what <laughs> when Troy was being, like, nice about the Giants. He was saying, like, oh, the first 10 games don't matter. Like, now is when it turns on. It's like, well, yeah, it's like now is when the good teams turn on. <laughs> like, yeah. not really. Like, I, I don't expect our offense to just click. It's like the, the By Bengals, November, teams time. figure each other out, yeah. Yeah, especially with the new line. They were just getting killed by anyone with a pulse at pass rush. So, yep. I think, yeah, I think the Bengals are going to... I don't know if they're necessarily like in the playoffs right now they might be a game out but it's like they'll pass like the pats or the jets i assume or whoever's keeping them out they might even be in i, I don't have it in front of me but yeah the Bengals i think will... that they're in now with the jets losing last week got it so yeah may, maybe they even challenge for the division we'll see um how that goes but let's go to the running backs Dalvin cook he's been really good tough game against new england or tough matchup against new england and then michael carter against chicago carter obviously struggled like everyone on the jets last week but chicago's defense really really bad um, yeah and this is also a two? matter uh well this is a matter of Husser didn't set his lineup because etn will be in there True. over <laughs> carter so let's not talk sure. about yeah, Michael let's Carter not talk about bum-ass Michael Carter. Dalvin Cook, I hate him this week. I hate it. I, th- I think New England's defense coming to form. Gotta I haven't play played him, amazing. Though, right? y- you have to play him just because I, I hate Michael Carter way more. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't love Dalvin Cook this week. And then Travis Etienne. Against Baltimore. Baltimore's defense has been a lot better the last mm-hmm. few weeks. Uh, especially with the addition of Roquan Smith. So... It's just a matter of ETN is just look like an absolute superstar. Yeah. So you, you're you're gonna automatically put him in your lineup, and and I expect him to you know get enough passing work to get above that seventeen point four. So yeah, I'm fine with ETN. I hate Dalvin Cook though. Receivers, CD Lamb against the Giants. I think this is. I, I know I don't do the booms, but the, this is a massive boom with Noah Dory Jackson. We, we didn't yeah. do a good job on him the first game with Cooper Rush at home and Adoree Jackson playing. And now all of those things are different with Dak exactly. in Dallas. 
and no cornerback one, no cornerback two, no Xavier McKinney. Like, I think yeah. he has a huge game. Just another one of those guys that seemingly always kills us as well. I think this could be like a 30-burger. I, I really wouldn't be surprised at all. No, neither would I. And then Mike Williams. I don't think Mike Williams is going to play this week, so you'll probably, Billy, see... I think we should go with the assumption that Lock Tyler it. Lockett is yeah. going to be in this lineup, which... Going off of what we were saying about DK Metcalf, like Tyler Lockett's been great all year. Geno Smith has been great all year. Tyler Lockett's going to be a good play this week for Husser. Yeah, I like that a lot. I, I The only other option is Terrace Marshall, the hometown hero. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we'll ride with Lockett. I, I think that's a really good receiver pair. And then Ayuk in the flex, who I think only had the two catches but two scores. The same thing yeah. with San Francisco. It's like, is it, they just is it got still everybody going? involved. They literally had Ayuk, Samuel, uh, and Kittle all score yeah. last week. Like, I think they keep it going. They're gonna they're gonna trounce the Saints this week. So, I think Ayuk's a great play, and Loki, he's been a better play than Debo Samuel pretty much all year. Yeah. Uh, so I I think he's a great play this week. So again, I think two kind of strong lineups. What do you what do you got here? I have Husser. I think one because I need Steve to lose, so yeah, Steve I'm losing really rooting, rooting for Husser. <laughs> but it's also a win-win for me because, like, I've been shitting on Husser all year. So if he loses when I pick him, you know, it's fine with me. But yeah, I do expect Husser to, to win this week. I think Etn is going to be slotted into the lineup, and then I think Lockin and Ayuk are going to have pretty big games along with CD. Yeah, I like Husser a little more just because of the receivers, like. The Pittman Kirk, I think, will not keep pace with CD Lockett. The ceiling, yeah, the ceiling. And then I think it's pretty much even everywhere else. So that's kind Agreed. of where I'm leaning right now. As as long as he makes the changes, which I see me well. It's not like he's AFK. It's just he waits to the last minute, probably. Yeah, so. exactly. And then Husser, if he wins, he's probably in the playoffs this yeah, week. Yeah, so. eight eight wins, a hundred percent gets you in. So yeah, congrats to Tom. Let's go over to Corey v. Proc. We'll start with Corey, who just will not die. <laughs> One eighty-eight last week. <laughs> if he gets the seven and seven and just wins the third championship, the league is literally over. Like I yeah. will not play next <laughs> next year. I promise you. He needs to win out, right? He's he's seemingly got to win out. Is the good news. We'll yeah. see if this is the week he loses. He just needs to lose one. I haven't looked at his schedule. I, we'll look at the schedule, I think, next week when we start really getting down to playoffs. Yeah. But, yeah, let's let's see what he's putting out there and if he keeps it rolling. He's got Gino against Las Vegas. We've kind of already talked about that. I expect Gino to continue playing well. He's QB7 on the year, so, I mean, I, I think there's no he's way he stays under 20. Yeah. You know? Las Vegas is just getting gashed by good quarterbacks. And I say good because the only quarterback to not have a good week against them in the last like six weeks is Russell Wilson and Davis Mills. <laughs> oh, and Andy Dalton. So, yeah, I think Geno Smith is going to have a great game this week against Las Vegas. And then, as always, it's always fun to kind of dissect the um, possibilities with Corey's lineup because he's got even more factors on, too. Yeah. He's jam-packed. <laughs> Or let's start with the running backs. He's got Connor and Pollard for now. Pollard, I think, is great play. He was better than Zeke against us last time. He busted the long one. And then 
James Conner against the Chargers. Do you ride with that? Do you go Deontay Foreman? Denver kind of tough, though. James Cook is seemingly getting more production against Detroit. What, what are you thinking there for that RB2? Do you think the Cardinals are done or finished? Um, I mean, they're both, but they're still going to play. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I think they're I think they're done. I I don't know. I I have no faith in the Cardinals. The only thing that James Conner has going for him this week is that running backs absolutely trash the Chargers. I I guess he's going to be a fine play. I don't I don't love James Conner. I've been low on him pretty much all year. I'd ride so with him here too. I'd, I'd ride with him. I would ride with him over Foreman just because Denver's defense has been very good and the last time we saw Foreman out there he didn't really have a good showing. So I think he's fine. And then Pollard is my bust, or not my, my boom of the week this week for Corey. I just think Pollard is going to absolutely smash the Giants linebackers. We have no athleticism in between the 20s, like back there. I, I just think Pollard's going to absolutely have his way with our defense this week. I didn't even realize he's got Taylor in the flex. So, I mean, this will be a 10-minute discussion. But yeah, if you put Taylor in instead of one of the running backs, I say Connor then what do you do with the receivers? He's got a ton of a ton of options because he's got Godwin coming back off the bye. He's got Cooper, who's been playing extremely well. Then he's got Devontae Smith against Green Bay. Olave, who's been playing well, but tough matchup against San Fran. Then he's got Juju against the Rams, assuming he comes back healthy. And then Jamison Williams is also seemingly activated. I doubt you're starting him first no, game ever no but it He's just not... adds another hysterical so jameson williams isn't gonna play they he just started oh, really? his like practice window yeah i saw he was projected something though um here's what i would say godwin is 1000 percent in the lineup and the only reason why i say that is because i think if you're dealing with this boomer bust every week for Corey, you need somebody Consistent. who's been solid yeah you need like a solid floor so i think godwin has to stay in the lineup and then i would say because here's the thing like if connor didn't have such a good matchup like i would much rather play olave or juju over connor or amari cooper over connor so uh i think oof, this is a tough one i think amari cooper against tampa bay you keep right i think you gotta keep amari yeah. in there and then it's just a matter of do you trust andy dalton to do good against the san francisco defense which i have no faith in andy dalton so even though san francisco has given up points to the wide receiver position i just don't think i, I don't think i'd feel comfortable playing olave and then juju like i think he'll definitely get touches it's just a matter of like I don't know. I, I would probably play Juju over James Conner, and then I would st- keep with Amari Cooper, to be honest with you. I like Ju- Juju ceiling more than James Conner this week. I'd move Taylor instead. I don't even know, dude. I, I really don't. I, I think Olave is fine. Like He's wide receiver 11 on the year. Like It doesn't matter if Andy Dalton sucks or what defense they go. Like, the last he's three weeks before consistent. this week, though, he hasn't been like that huge play for him you know so like i would agree with him like maybe i'd go with somebody in a higher floor in james connor or juju 
I mean, yeah. I when we go through prop, I'll kind of decide if he needs Dalton, floor yeah. guys or boom guys is the thing. And it's like he has to rip off a million wins in a row to win here. So it's like, do you just have to go boom or? Do you want to play guys that'll get you 12 and then if you lose one game, it's like the season's over. So I don't know about the conservative approach if you think that yeah. that's his mindset. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I guess maybe we look at look at proc side. I do think... I honestly do think the, flo- the floor is what you play for against proc this week, but you want to go over to proc maybe? Yeah, let's go over to proc. Justin Fields against the Jets. Fields obviously been... An incredible second half story and like a savior on proxy. Who did he draft that was a disaster a quarterback? Matthew Stafford. Okay. I'll remind him of that every single week, how bad that was. <laughs> it's like the hey, I, have I you was ever low on Stafford hand? coming. <laughs> Who'd you yeah. get? Oh, Stafford. Yeah. Stafford. I was so low on him coming into this year. So yeah. He's gotten saved by Justin Fields. Um do you expect that to continue against the Jets or are you a little I expect him to have a good week just because of how efficient he's been running the ball. It's just a matter of if he ends up in the end zone. I think he's going to match Geno Smith at the very least. I don't think he's going to have a crazy high scoring game like he did the last few weeks. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be more like this Atlanta game where he hits around like 22. You know, he's going to have like 20 points. Yeah, the so. rushing just always will keep the floor for him high even though exactly. the jets i think are going to give him some fits passing but it's like if he throws for 150 yards and then has 100 on the ground it's like that's still going to be a nice day assuming you can get in the end zone a couple times either throwing or yeah. passing but yeah let's go to the running backs naji josh jacobs naji finally had a good game do you think that continues against the colts or back to naji eight points a week sort of thing uh, I think it probably continues just because it seems like Pittsburgh's kind of starting to hit their stride, you know, like even though I don't think I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they have been playing better of late. Uh, I expect Najee to have a pretty decent game. He's not my bust of the week for the first time ever. So I think he should be fine against against Indianapolis, especially because they haven't been that good against the run. They also don't have what, Shaquille Leonard, right, is out for the year yeah. now. So, yeah, I think Najee should be fine this week. And then Jacobs against Seattle. I mean, th- these are the two guys you got to play. Like, yeah. I mean, Latavius Murray is interesting. He's seemingly RB1 for Denver. Let's and let's I mean, keep going down because I, I have an opinion on Latavius uh-huh. Murray, actually. So, and then Diggs, yeah, Josh Jacobs a good play. Diggs, Higgins, both good plays as well. Um, so, kind of... Just to answer the Corey question, like I, I think this is seemingly a good lineup that you, uh, you kind of got to go for it. I think Diggs against Detroit's a home run, and then T. Higgins against Tennessee. Although yeah. Chase is back, that might hurt him a little bit, but I think T. Higgins is still a good as hell wide receiver to play. Yeah, he's he's a great play, and, I, I, and Tennessee's defense is terrible. So if I expect that Jamar Chase is going to have kind of a, a snap count, issue i think t higgins gonna have a good game and then he, he's got to get something out of the flex I, I know it's carolina but it's like dude the broncos are not doing it yeah me. so he's my boss of the week aside <laughs> there's no he way he's in this lineup, lineup, I think. yeah i think he's my boss of the week this week and that's where i would say this is latavius. where you put him latavius mm-hmm. yeah because carolina hasn't been good against the run pretty much all year so i think latavius is a good start especially because for whatever reason 
Like, they love Latavius Murray there in Denver. Like, they couldn't use Jameson Williams. Or they couldn't use Javante Williams like this, but they can use Latavius Murray like this. It's insane. I mean, Javante got hurt, like, in two weeks. Like, but they, like, they're using Latavius Murray as, like, some bell cow. And they weren't doing that for Javante. Yeah, Melvin like, even though they just fucking sucks. Like, he's yeah, not he on does. the team anymore. Yeah. But I would play Latavius Murray over Cortland Sutton. Yeah. So I, I think he does that. And then, yeah, I don't know who wins, really. I yeah. think this is a little tight. I kind of. I'm going with Brock. I'm going with Brock. I think T. Higgins and Fon Diggs are going to have a a huge di- like difference on the score. And then I'm not too low on Najee, so I, I do like the running backs for Brock this week. Yeah, I. I don't know. Like I, I don't trust Corey to fig- to get the lineup right. He'll need six more in a row to win the championship. So it's like yeah. it'll end at some point. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, not this week. I think Corey Corey marches on, gets the five and seven, and wow. keeps keeps the dream alive. All right, we'll see. Then let's do you and Rasp next. You want to do okay. your team or Rasp? Uh, let's go through him first. Okay, so he's got Jalen Hurts against Green Bay. Jalen Hurts just an auto play, I'd say. He slowed down a bit fantasy wise over the past few weeks, but. I expect a nice day in Green Bay. Maybe not like a nice 30, but kind of continuing. Yeah, he, sh- he should definitely outscore Justin Herbert. Yeah, and I was also totally wrong. I mean, he's consistently been over 20 for the past like month and a half, so you can just scratch that from the record. <laughs> Damian Pierce against Miami. We kind of saw like what you're afraid of with a good running back on a bad team where it's just you fall behind and then you're out of the script. It's always a possibility, unfortunately, with Houston, and especially against Miami at home off a bye. I think they could put a ton of points up early, so Pierce is a little scary for me, despite him being really good. Yeah, he's actually going to be shockingly my bust of the week this week. Poor Damian. I just think, like you said, like one, they're switching to a new quarterback this week. Uh, It just came out that they're benching Davis Mills. I believe who who's their backup there? I, I did not know this. I'm not really. Uh, Kyle Allen, uh, former Carolina Panther, great. He played like good for five games. So, yeah, I just think that they're going to have a lot of issues on offense. I, I don't necessarily think there's any sort of positive spin here having Kyle Allen in. It's not like the Jets. So yeah, I, I'm very low on Damian Pierce this week, and then Jeff Wilson. I think he's going to have a great week. I, yeah. I for sure think he'll have a good week. He's he's clearly being used a lot in Miami, and Houston's rush defense is terrible. So, yeah, Damian Pierce is probably going to bust this week, but I think Jeff Wilson returns, you know, 20-plus for Rasp, which I hate that. I can't believe that I dropped him when he got traded the next day. Do you – interesting, too, because he's got Singletary against Detroit in the flex currently, and then he's got Brian Robinson and Elijah Mitchell on the bench. Do you think – it's tough because Pierce has been so good for him all year, but do you think there's a way where you'd run a lineup without him in it? No, because his ceiling is just too high compared to the guys on his bench. Like, the only... Like, I know this sounds crazy, but, like, I wouldn't... Like, I guess Elijah Mitchell would be the only person maybe he ends up with a touchdown, but... Or, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones, too. I don't know. Rasp, 
Brass with these injuries is like an it is hard to place a lineup for him. Uh, is Hollywood Brown playing too? I don't think Hollywood Brown plays this week. If he does, though, I would I would imagine he would be slotted in the lineup over Paris Campbell. Would be my thought. I'd almost put Donovan Peoples Jones in there over Paris Campbell too. I mean, uh, hmm. He's been good when Matt Ryan's playing Paris Campbell. Like, the last four games where Matt Ryan's played, he's scored 11, 20.6, 23, and 18.7. So, Paris Campbell isn't a terrible start. Um, it's a tough defense, and he only had 11 points last week. I, I don't know if I'm crazy about it, really. But, I, I don't know. It's hard, honestly. It's I like a lot Elijah of guys Moore in the same back tier. with a different quarterback. Does he, does he get involved here, or? I don't know. Even when Flacco was starting, Elijah Moore wasn't really being used that much. So sure. I don't. I don't love it. I don't know. This is a really tough. This is a hard lineup to place. Um, I think Keenan Allen you definitely keep in there. Yeah. And then I think your real question is whether you'd start Paris Camp. Like if if Hollywood Brown came back, he would make this lineup. I think over Devin Singletary. And then I would keep Paris. I think I would keep Paris Campbell in over Devin Singletary too, just because. I know he's had two good weeks the last few weeks, but it's just so hard to deal with like his his floor, you know. Whereas I think Marquis Brown will have a decent floor because Elijah, not Elijah Moore, because Rondale Moore, I don't think he's going to play this week. Yeah, so I mean, my my thinking is just if Hollywood was potential was a potential for last week, like I don't see why he wouldn't play this week. But regardless, I, I personally like Donovan Peoples Jones. Um, a little more than Paris Campbell, and then, yeah, I think I, I think you leave everything else as is. Singletary had a nice day last week. The Bills are starting to just run the ball in general. I think they could probably run on Detroit, and yeah, Elijah Mitchell hasn't shown me enough to get a start. I'd say um, it, it, this yeah, this would be tough. Elijah You're Mitchell definitely going to leave points on your bench and probably fuck up one of these decisions. Is the, the yeah. issue here? I'd agree with that. Let's go over to you. Oh, I forgot he was playing you. <laughs> I'm asking yeah, I know. for your advice. <laughs> My bad. But um, I'm I'm unbiased. And then uh, so you got Herbert against Arizona. You got to keep riding Herbert out. He's he's playing better of late. He's got Keenan Allen back, and Arizona. He's finally healthy. Fire. Yeah. Like literally, the he's at this is like week eight after the rib break that happened. And he's finally scoring like above 20 now that his ribs aren't broken in pieces. Last week, he would have hit above 20 if he didn't throw that back-breaking interception at the end of the game. But yeah, I, I think he's probably a great play this week against Arizona. Um, I'm trying to get myself some confidence in him, so that's why I'm making him my boom of the week this week. I just think he looked good last week. Keenan Allen's back. Josh Palmer's looked good. And Mike Williams has an outside shot of playing. Like This is going to be against a piss poor defense and a team that's pretty much given up on the year so this is like a really good spot where the chargers really need this game the cardinals are kind of dead in the water and it just like he's got all of his weapons like he should have a good week this week joe mixon saquon your dynamic duo all all year um mixon is he definitely playing like what what happened injury wise how serious was he had it? a concussion so if, he, if it was a Thursday game, I would B 
be worried that he's not going to play, but they'll find a way to get him into the lineup. Um, the only thing is, is my expectations are very limited because Tennessee has been pretty good against the run all year. You think it's going to be more um, in the that they get? A yeah, I, just, I think that this is a Burrow, T. Higgins, Shamar Chase, Boyd game. Saquon, I'm a little scared about. I won't, I won't lie. I think they need to give him the ball. Like we cannot be one dimensional with that pass rush. But we saw what happened last week, and I mean, just talking about like Pierce as well. Just any time the game script gets away from the run, and you have to throw, it's these running backs. It's a little scary. I, I, Saquon's been so good all year. Um, obviously, you're playing him, but. I think this could be a scary potential sub ten. It could be, yeah. I think that my gap at the running back position isn't as big as the projections would make it seem, because I'm definitely low on my two guys this week. So yeah, you have the better names, but and I I don't know. He he's not putting out world beaters at running back necessarily either. So I don't think you're getting killed by any means, but. You'd you'd expect more from your first two round picks going against yeah. like waiver wire guys and Damian Pierce. Yep. Um. So something to keep an eye on. Amon Ron, Gabe Davis in the Detroit Buffalo game. What what love are your them. expectations there? I love them both this week. Amon Ra, I got to see in person last week, which was cool because like even though the Giants got killed, uh, it's cool to like see players you've wanted to see. You know. And dude, he's he's good. Like he's so fast, uh, like in actual person. Like he's just so good. There was one ball that Jared Goff like missed him on, like early in the game, where if Amon Ra would have converted that, Jared Goff absolutely missed. But Amon Ra was wide open. It would have yeah, been a it was like touchdown. by the sideline, like a yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like an out route on the sideline, and Amon Ra just if he gets that ball, it's a touchdown. And he has another great week. So I love him without Hawkinson there. I love the Detroit Lions recently, so I think he's definitely going to be good for me this week, which I'm finally getting some consistent production there out of my wide receivers. And then Gabe Davis, even in a game last week where they didn't really throw the ball effectively against Cleveland, you know, he's finally providing me a floor. Out of, like, his last six weeks, he's been above 10, four out of the six weeks. I think Detroit's a really good spot for him to kind of get dunked on. The Giants had a lot of success throwing the ball, even though they lost the game. They did have a lot of success. Green Bay had a lot of success. And Miami absolutely smacked them around in the Mm -hmm. air. So I I do like Gabe Davis. Okuda might be out too. The only issue I'm working with here, Billy, and we can get down to my flex, is I feel like at this point, Antonio Gibson is like such a solid floor that I almost have to play him in my flex. So then I'm having issues of, like, Garrett Wilson this week, he's definitely not going in my lineup. I just got to see how he is with Mike White before I have trust in him. So I'm really just wondering, like, should I play Joshua Palmer over Gabe Davis if Mike Williams is out? I don't think Garrett Wilson's, like, a automatic no. Like, Chicago's been so bad, but I, I get the reservation with... Uh, Garrett Wilson talent in. wise is better than Gabe Davis. No, no doubt, Palmer. no doubt. Yeah, but um, flex. Uh, you're not considering Kyron because you want to see if he actually yeah gets burned. And I mean that's a game they're going to get blown out as well. So I mean that goes with our whole running, not starting running backs in games where they're going to get blown out. Yeah. Um, 
I'd probably just ride with Gibson if I were you. It seems like he's getting decent burn, even with Robinson. Atlanta, not a particularly difficult Yeah, he's still getting a bunch up. of carries. Like, he's actually getting more carries with Robinson in the lineup than he was without him, which is crazy to me. I, I think your lineup's fine as is. It's probably what I would do. But yeah, the, I, I just love Josh Palmer, dude. He's been so good. I mean, you can throw him in as a stack, and then if you said that, um, what's his name, Mike Williams is out, it's not bad. I mean, if you want to get crazy, you could put Gibson in over Saquon, but, I mean, you, you just can't bench Saquon, and you just have... I can't live with the fact that Saquon could end up having like, a yeah, bunch of exactly. catches out of the backfield. I'd say, um, though, like, I don't know. <laughs> that That's almost the safer play, but... I think regardless this week... I feel pretty confident that I if I move Gabe Davis out, like I don't think there's going to be a huge deficit there. I think what you'll see is if if Gabe Davis is playing and Mike Williams isn't playing, I might slot in Joshua Palmer over Antonio Gibson. But that would be the only change, I think. I think Gabe Davis is a pretty good start this week, so we'll see. Yeah, that's fair. Um, who are you going to pick between... You and Rass. I'm gonna pick me. I really need this win, and I don't love Rass wide receivers and flex. Yeah, it's kind of similar lineups, I'd say, um, where the running backs leave a little to be desired yeah. potentially this week, and then I like your receivers maybe a little more, but like the Kelsey difference could be huge too. Which I yeah. mean, we skip over pretty much everyone else's tight ends, but. Kelsey against the Rams that could be a day and a half that could be like a 25 point gap between Njoku yeah I'm wondering if I should play Jawan Johnson just because he's been so good but I expect San Francisco to absolutely trash the Saints so I'm not going to put any faith in Dalton out there I think I'm gonna go with Rasp in this case yeah I see how it is yeah, I, I mean, your season's not... I won't pick against you to end your season. You'll be 6-6. Six and six, But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a close game. I, I think you're both kind of Frankensteining the lineup be close. a little bit. I'm not, like, exactly overly confident in my team beating him, to say the least. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Let's wrap up with me and Troy. Let's start with Troy, and then I'll go last. Dak against the Giants could be absolutely huge. We've kind of already touched on that a fair amount. Anything else to add there? Uh, no, I th- I think that Dak has looked a lot better the last few weeks. Uh, he's a good play against the Giants. The Giants, even though they're tenth against the quarterback position, like they haven't exact exactly played any world beaters at the position. So. They played Fields before he was the Fields he is today. They played Aaron Rodgers. They played Lamar. They played Geno. Like, they haven't really played, like, world beaters. Geno had a good game against them. I think Dak is probably going to... The only thing that would hold Dak back is if they just run the ball so much against us that he just it doesn't need to be Dak. Then Derrick Henry's been really hot. I expect him to still run against Cincy, like... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. He had the one bad week in between, but other than that, it's like his three best weeks of the year kind of in a row. 
Yeah, and there's no one you're going to consider over him. So yeah, yeah, I mean he's got two. Derek Henry is <laughs> so, definitely in there. Derek Henry's in there. Good. Algier against Washington. Algier has kind of been pretty serviceable, all things considered, and he's I don't know. <laughs> he kind of does the most with his touches, sort of thing. Um, yeah, I don't love it. Yeah, you're I'll not you're not gonna love you. it. But with Derrick Henry, it's like if he gets you your ten, you're you love it. But yeah, and I don't then... I don't I don't, I hate Algier to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna. He's my bust of the. I'm sorry. I just have no. I mean, faith it's in just him. not a great player. So I, he's I just such a bomb. And week I... is really like a, what's yeah. His bust I, mean, of the week? I won't. Two I won't give it a six. <laughs> yeah, it's just he's just a clear. I, I don't. He's doing what he can. Like he doesn't have another running back. Chuba no one on your team. I disaster. James I Robinson hasn't anyone, been yeah. enough. He's a. I don't know. I I hate this RB two for Troy. He got fucked with the the Hubbard trade. I mean, he, <laughs> he, he didn't give away. He could have gotten a better running, running back. back, but yeah, he could have got someone with a much higher floor than Hubbard. Uh, yeah, I, bust of the week, Alchier. I just Washington defense been a lot better lately. He's also a bum himself. And then Waddle against Houston that scares me. I think he'll be pretty good. <laughs> I think he'll be pretty good, but you have the other side of it, and I expect. Yeah. I just need that other side to be better. And then Cooks against Miami. I think that's a good start. He had a decent game last week, three for 70. So it's like, I don't think he's completely off the team based on like his bitching and they're going to be throwing. Kyle Allen, though, you telling me that. I'd love to hear that. Hopefully that is a bad thing for Cooks. Hopefully he doesn't just lean on him. But yeah. Anything there. This is a spot where I'd honestly consider Demarcus Robinson over Cooks, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, Robinson seemingly is the Baltimore wide receiver one. Of yeah, late, like two of the last three weeks. Game. Two of the last three weeks, he's had eight. He's had nine targets and eight targets. I just think that Jacksonville is probably going to get dunked on by the Ravens. So I like Demarcus Robinson a lot more than Cooks in this matchup. And you would definitely leave Boyd in. The flex, I would definitely leave Boyd in just you because think Cooks I, is the odd man out. I think Cincinnati is going to throw the ball all over the field against mm-hmm. Tennessee. Boyd hasn't really lit it up the last two weeks he's played, but I would much rather play Boyd over Cooks because the ceiling is just so much higher. I think his issue is if Rondell Moore is out. If Rondell Moore is in, then I think he makes his way into the lineup. He it's can't. just he it, gave him a negative number last week. I don't know. I think he's probably sick yeah, of him. Yeah, it's because he hurt his gro- no. It's because he hurt his groin like early on in the game, and he got pulled like really early. Um, I don't love the groin injury, so that's probably gonna hurt him. I don't know. It, this is a hard lineup to place, to be honest with you. I, I would play my rankings of wide receivers would be Waddle one, Demarcus Robinson two. And then Boyd, I think, definitively three over the other guys. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know if he's going to play. I, I think he likes Cooks a lot. It's kind of been his boy all year I, and gives you a floor. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'd probably leave the lineup as is, but I, I hear the Demarcus Robinson yeah. argument. Let's swing over to me, and then we can wrap up. Um I hate Kyler. Like, yeah, same. I've hated him pretty much all year. 
he's really screwed me by not playing the past two weeks. Um, definitely very annoying. So I don't think he's gonna play this week either. To be honest, yeah, with you. he's slotted in there now just to make my projection look nice because he's still giving like the twenty. I don't know what I'm gonna do between if he's out, if it's Mariota or Lawrence. Um, I would. I don't know. I, I really Mariota gives you the floor, but Washington seems like a bad matchup with Chase Young coming back for him. And Lawrence has been pretty consistent, like even despite getting blown out like in games, he still has been fairly good for the most part. And Carolina's defense has been better, but it's important to know like the last three quarterbacks they've played are PJ Walker slash Baker. He's playing up Andy Dalton. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence, wondering if he uh-huh. should. Baltimore hasn't played like necessarily a good quarterback in their last five. They played Daniel Jones. They've played Jacoby Brissett. They've played Tom Brady. They played Andy Dalton, and they've played P.J. Walker and Baker Mayfield. So I think that personally, if Murray's out, I would put Lawrence in there over Mariota. That's where I'm probably leaning. We'll see. Obviously, something to monitor. Don't have to make the decision till. Sunday, thankfully, so hopefully that kind of sorts itself out, and I don't have like a conundrum that I fuck up. Yeah, Chubb, bad game last week. I just think you. I'm obviously still playing him. I literally have two running backs on the team at this point, so Chubb and Walker are playing no matter what. As far as my expectations, Kenneth Walker against Vegas, I like that more than Chubb against Tampa Bay, probably. But I think Chubb is a fine play i like my yeah, running I backs Chubb better is... than his even though he's got henry but ideally in a perfect world kenneth walker can kind of keep pace against vegas yeah i think that kind of he's my boom of the week for you this week just because he's been so good all year and even when they got down against tampa bay like and they weren't running the ball effectively like he's involved with the passing game which he's he's clearly like the only option out of the backfield there He's going to get a bunch of touches, so I love him against Vegas. And then Chubb, yeah, I expect him to outscore Algier handily. Yeah. So I think you're fine at the running back position. Then receivers, Jefferson also coming back, coming off a very bad week. Just really disappointing. I, I thought he was honestly just going to give me the 20, and then I'd be able to coast to a victory in a low-scoring game against you, but... That just game. That game against the Cowboys just turned into a disaster so fast. I yeah, expect I, better things against New England, but a tough matchup nonetheless. The good thing is they won't get blown out by thirty, and he'll be he'll play the whole game. So hopefully, gets you the fifteen twenty. Yeah, I think he's fine against New England. The only thing is, is Matt Judon's been really good, and I'm wondering if he's going to cause an issue for Cousins. I mean, he will cause again an this issue week. For Cousins, but. It's a short week. I just think you're not going to play anybody on your bench over Justin Jefferson, and it doesn't really matter the matchup for him. Like, yeah, he had a down week last week, but he could also go out there and, you know, have 10 catches for 300 yards and a touchdown against the Wings. That would be ideal. You never know. You know? (laughs) So, yeah, I think Jefferson's fine, and I don't have much confidence that Waddle is going to outperform him that much, and that's who you're looking at across the board. Then Hopkins against the Chargers. I got to keep playing. Chargers Hopkins. defense sucks. Yeah, and Hopkins gets ten plus targets a game. He's, and he's a done it with the backup play. quarterbacks as well. Um, yeah, obviously, he's I'd rather a good quarterback play, but I, I, 
I've seen enough out of the shitty ones that I'm not considering sitting him. He didn't play the entire fourth quarter last week, and he still scored 19 points. So, yeah, he's fine. He's probably going to outscore Brandon Cooks handily, in my opinion. And then Tyreek, I'm expecting a full 80 carry performance out of him against Houston. Yep, that's wide receiver in football right now. So he's going to have a decent performance against Houston, to say the least. So, yeah, I um, good news also. Kyle Pitts and Tony just getting injured. I don't have to think about playing them ever again. So that's awesome. And then, yeah, hopefully I'm picking me. I, and then I start the winning streak here, get back in the playoffs here. Um, obviously, I've slipped I, out at five and six. And then hopefully knock off Troy here. Yeah, I think you win pretty handily this week. I'd be shocked if Troy continues it. Unless you just get duds from everybody. Like, you wouldn't legitimately I got that out of the duds. way, hopefully. Yeah. So. And then it, and then it gets real interesting. Um, a, lot of, a lot of close matchups here. I mean, if you look at our picks this week, like, it's pretty much everybody's going to be in the same standings position. Yeah, as and last even week. Lansing said this morning, he's like, holy shit, your thing's mad close, and I expect it to kind of That's the same continue. thing in the uh, in the South Jersey League, actually. We have a similar, similar issue where there's, like, Ogden, actually, has the best team in the South Jersey oh, League in terms of league. positioning. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm shocked as well that he's nine. He's nine and three, I think, or um, nine nine and nine and two in the league. So yeah, so that's it. That's that's the preview here. Anything else you want to add? Do you want to talk about the Giants? I, I think we're both. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> that should tell everybody where we're at. I don't want to talk about the Giants at all. If we if we find a way to win, I will be so thrilled. But. My my mindset going in is just don't let this ruin my Thanksgiving and don't be a total bitch <laughs> <laughs> and piss everyone off. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is a tough game. And then it's going to come down to the Washington games probably if we get into the playoffs or not. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. As of right now, I'm, I'm cheering for my fantasy teams on Thursday and going from there. And yeah. Anything else you want to add or you want to get out of here? No, no, I'm ready to get out of here. I hate the Giants. Okay, guys, everyone enjoy your Thanksgiving and we will get back to you next week with the week 13 preview and it's getting late quick, guys. So get your wins in now. Everyone enjoy your holidays. Stay safe and we'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Passed along the way